0: Broadcasting from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe, you're listening to Shark Byte Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. (laughs) Well, 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 it's time for another episode of Shark Bite Biz. Once again, I'm your host, David Strausser. Please follow me on Twitter at DSTRAUSSER83. That's D S T R A U S S E R 83. And make sure you follow this channel, Shark Bite Biz, as well. It's at Shark Bite Biz. Really, really easy. Today, we're going to take a deep, deep dive into the world of employment. We literally went from record employment levels back in January and February to where employers could not find enough people to fill all the jobs they were in this hot economy. And nearly, fast forward, almost overnight, we went to record unemployment levels That ended with actually the government giving people handouts from food to uh, unemployment checks and bailouts. Companies got bailouts. It's really, really crazy how this job market has changed over the last few months. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is really extremely crazy exactly how drastic these changes are. Even coming back to, to April... Uh, Just a few weeks after this stuff happens, I remember just seeing images of shelves that were bare, people were freaking out, you know, many people just wondering what would even happen to their job. Unemployment, even with that extra $600 a week, wouldn't even cover a lot of people's mortgage payments. It's scary times. I have a lot of friends that are like, well, I didn't get laid off, but my salary got temporarily by $30,000, $40,000, $50,000. It's really a tough time to be an employee out there. And that is really why I'm bringing on another one of my good, close, personal friends of mine, Faith Thomas, and we're really going to just be out there discussing about the employee side of things, but also on the employer's And what they can do to get people working again in this type of market that just seems to keep dragging on. I was hoping this all would be finished by now. But here we are in mid-July and we're still dealing with these issues. So let me tell you a little bit about my friend Faith. Faith Thomas is a seasoned veteran in the field of sales, business development, recruitment, and account management, helping companies of all sizes to dramatically grow their business, increase profitability, and identify the right talent. Her management skills and leadership continue to deliver results for organizations looking to expand their reach and revenues. She is currently the owner and founder of AGS Advantage. So, it's time for me to shut up, and let's bring faith on in here. business strategy. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show, Faith. Uh, really glad to have you here. I guess let's kick it off. you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, what you've accomplished throughout your, your glorious career and uh, let's hear from you.
1: All right, thank you, David. I'm so excited to be on the show. I'm really looking forward to just you know some great conversation. So let's see, I actually, I was born in Louisiana, grew up in Tennessee, yeah. moved to San Diego when I was 19 with a girlfriend, um, was not really planning on living in San Diego, but she basically called me up and said, hey, great idea, let's move here. So there's guys, there's beaches, and there's college. And I could,
0: I could like, relate. <laughs>
1: right? Like, okay, within five seconds, I'm like, sure, sounds great um long story short i have been in san diego since 1988 um i like to say we got sidetracked in texas for six and a half years all you <laughs> texas fans no offense but um <laughs> once you get a taste of san diego you got to get back right oh, and definitely. so <laughs> so moved i back miss san to diego big time yeah 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 no it, it's beautiful you yeah, know i've got three boys we love it here so um In 2007, um, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had the benefit of being at home with my boys. Mm -hmm. 2007, things changed in my life. I ended up going back to work, um, moved into a business development role. And so throughout my career, I've been, you know, business development, sales. Mm -hmm. Um, A recruiter from LinkedIn found me. who worked at Robert Half. And she was like, I think you'd be an amazing recruiter. And I was like, um... Sure. Not that I've ever thought about being a recruiter, but okay, tell me more. And she's like, it's sales. You're selling candidates to your clients. You're selling the opportunity to candidates. you got this. And I was like, okay, let's do this. They made yeah. me a great offer, benefits the very next day after I started, which was amazing. And um, interestingly, I was considering a, a job with a lab company in business development. So
0: total oh, wow. shift. Yeah, it is. And that that, 2007, that was a very interesting time, I think, especially to get into a career like recruiting, because if I remember correctly, there was mass layoffs, business going out, like 2008,
1: 2009. Well, to clarify, I kind of skipped ahead a little bit. 2007 was promotional advertising, um, which, you know, I'm very creative. I love the creative space. But fast forward, you know, essentially, a stint at Wells Fargo, that was the tough time you're talking about and mm-hmm. I was a business banker and I you know used to tease my manager. I'm like, "Can we just wheel a sofa into my office, please?" because yeah. I was putting on my psychology hat trying to help these business customers understand how to get through this crisis. Yeah. So similar to what we're dealing with now, right? Fast forward, you know I was um, realized pretty quickly that couldn't stick around Wells Fargo. great mm-hmm. experience great relationship. I'm a relationship builder. I love, love, love getting to know people, understanding what, you know, what, what, um, you know, they're passionate about what makes them get up in the morning. Um, and so that's been a trend for me. That's been a part of my success, Mm -hmm. but, um, fast forward, Robert half, they had just rolled out the technology team and hired about seven people and my only stint with technology was Salesforce. I worked for a Salesforce implementation right. partner for a couple of years, a local one here in San Diego. And that was my peek into the te- world of technology, which right. again, it's amazing. Salesforce is an amazing platform. I tell people I drink the Kool-Aid.
0: Yeah. Um, All it is is think- is one, one, one drop of that and you're, you're hooked.
1: You're hooked, <laughs> absolutely. And I was, and I was, I loved it. So. Um, she's like, no, you got this, you can do it, you know, Google, Wikipedia are your friend, and so I was like, let's go for it, and I I loved it, it yeah. was, um, you know, not that I'm a tech nerd or anything like mm-hmm. that, you know, technology can, is still challenging, but right. I love it, I love that technology has allowed us to be innovative and, and you know, collaborate and, and look at technology now that we're using right, to communicate. Right. During during this pandemic,
0: you 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 know, it's it's mentioned, sorry, uh, you had mentioned something that was I I found interesting, because it's something that um, I believe as well, too. And that's the hiring process, whether you're uh, the job seeking part end of it, or you're on the employer end of it. I mean, it's I view that as like a sales cycle. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong for thinking about it that way. But I go through interview process, whether it's hiring or trying to get hired, just like I would any other deal.
1: Yes. No, absolutely. And it's funny because I am now reminded of how you and I first met.
0: Right. 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 <laughs> hard times coming out of, uh, you know, the that depression. It hit me hard. And I was, uh, yeah. you know, doing the independent consultant for many years, just trying to get out of it. And uh, it, it was still hard back then, that job market that was available in San Diego, which yeah. is what led me to getting out of San Diego to L.A. and eventually back here with uh Philadelphia, all with Vision 33, so yeah, it's it's a good, good story.
1: Yeah, and you know what, honestly, I was just thinking in preparation for this interview, I was just thinking about the first time that we met, Mm -hmm. and just the challenges you were facing, and the struggles, and just like feeling, feeling, you know, having such compassion for you, because we've all been through that, we've all been there, right, and what I love about what I do is, just helping people encouraging them helping them to understand look this is temporary right. you know and and people it sounds so cliche but half of the battle in a job mm-hmm. search is your mindset right you know it, it's just that attitude and just saying okay you know what what can i do but i love being that that positive voice that voice of reason okay right. let me give you some tips let me help you understand you know how we're going to get through this and part of it is just having a positive attitude, knowing that that right opportunity is out there for me. Right. Getting up every morning, doing the work, but doing the work knowing that you're going to find an amazing opportunity. Mm. And look at you now.
0: Right. right. Exactly. I love (laughs) love that it's come full circle. With You know what? I want to comment, and it has absolutely gone full circle, but I remember one of the many people that you so graciously hooked me up with, feedback that you got was like, uh, he's too desperate. And it's like, no, <laughs> I was very hungry. I was tired of working 60, 70, yeah. 80 hours a week. Dude. I wanted just enjoy new kids that we had, newly right. married, and just live a normal life instead of living in San Diego and crossing a border to walk into Mexico every day. And I was just hungry and uh you know it's funny because then you you know i i was so hungry and vision was like okay you know we'll give you the chance we think you're hungry let's see how you do and uh i go up there and i sell millions and millions for them just working in la county themselves and i always laugh because the guy that was like yeah you know i I don't think we're going to be interested he's too desperate Yep. He lost out and he would have got me at a severe discount as well, too. Exactly. So
1: <laughs> but you know what? I tell people I'm like, no, let it go. It wasn't yeah. the right opportunity. And I think yep. that's the thing is like you get, you know, you're hungry and some unfortunately some hiring managers look at that as desperation. Yep. You're hungry. You're like, I will do whatever it takes to prove myself. Yep. And unfortunately there's there's that disconnect, you know. So I think um, in coaching people, it's like maybe we don't, you know, just the self-awareness of, okay, how do I present myself? And do I appear desperate or is it really hungry? You know, right. am I just hungry? Do you and think so-
0: that there's a disconnect with that on the employer side as far as them? I mean, do you think a majority of them view somebody that's hungry, they could take it the wrong way, desperate, like the person just desperate to get a paycheck and he's not that hungry or she
1: Absolutely. And I think that it has to do with our story, knowing your story. You know, when I present candidates to my clients, I tell their story. I don't ever send just six bullet points with their expertise in these areas and their, you know, their salary, their compensation um, and their availability for interview. I tell their story. And Mm -hmm. so to your point, when you're trying to convey your story to a hiring manager, I think you've got to convey First of all, be aware right. of of your energy. Mm-hmm. Um we all project a certain energy and we can all project that, you know, subconsciously or consciously.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And you know, it it's it's kind of a learned thing because, you know, when you're in an interview, like I want this so bad. I want this yes, so bad. Yes. You know, but then you've got to be remain composed mm-hmm. and allow that conversation to flow. You know, yeah, and you sometimes can't be it's emotional. Not No, you can't. Right. And sometimes the hiring managers is boom, 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 which, you know what, I really, I really, you know, struggle with that because if you truly are looking for that right fit in your company and you truly are looking to hire the right person for the culture fit Mm -hmm. and to do the job, you've got to allow them to show who they are. Yeah. Show who they are. Don't treat them as a number. Don't, you know, this is a potential asset for your company. Treat them that way. Yeah, So if you've got a line right. of questions, you're like, boom, 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 and they can't get a word in edgewise, how are you supposed to know, figure out who they are and what right. they bring to the table?
0: You know, and that, that's kind of interesting uh, that, that you mentioned that because, you know, me as a manager now, I'm running the whole Northeast region, and that puts, you know, the salespeople, the implementation consultants, all those people work mm-hmm. under me. And I think one thing that differs with me is that I do have, uh, you know, a professional relationship, obviously, but also personal relationships with my team. I know how they operate, I know how they think, and it gives us that really strong bond together. I mean, I live in the gray, I push limits, maybe that's why I do it, but I mean, I treat my team just like I treat uh, a customer. Or a, uh, you know, a deal, a prospect cycle. I I treat everybody the same. I find that philosophy trickles over to a lot of different areas for me. And it really helps because... And a lot of
1: relationships, really. Right.
0: right. I mean, there's a lot that, um, you know, with sales that really can help you out just in everyday regular life as well, too. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit. And let's talk about the current situation. You know, we have a lot of fun stuff going on uh, with lockdowns, quasi lockdowns. (laughs) um, Are we going in lockdowns again? Uh, A lot of questions. Um, I guess the the first one let's start with the current market landscape. Unemployment, for example. What do these numbers mean? You know, are they as bad as we thought? Is there going to be an up or down tick? Can you translate? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'll I'll give it a shot. Just kind of some of my recent research, I, you know, one in six people right now are on mm-hmm. unemployment. 26 million have applied. I mean, wow. it's crazy if you think about the numbers. 3 million alone in California. Wow. So, you know, it, it's it's again going back to that attitude. I think it's so so important to really keep a positive attitude. Um, you know, some of the obviously the big layoffs were Food service, entertainment, hospitality, um, retail, business services, manufacturing, Mm -hmm. non-essential health care, you know, and the leisure and hospitality seem to be the earliest and the hardest hit.
0: Wow. Um, Yeah,
1: you know, again, if you think about it, everything just went on lockdown and we're like life as we knew it changed. (laughs) Exactly. Um,
0: So with the unemployment numbers, you know, you're a recruiter, you work with a lot of firms, some big names mm -hmm. down to mom and pops. Let me ask you, I've heard, I guess you could say, you know, different news sites, rumors, whatever, that all the layoffs weren't necessarily just 100 percent because of the lockdown situation but more that it was like, hey, let's take an opportunity to reset, uh, either because they wanna change direction for a specific position, or the person that is in that position, they're like, hey, this is our chance, and it gives us cover. Do you think there was much of that going on? Do you think it was limited?
1: Um, I, I definitely think there's some of that going on. I, I think sometimes it's a little bit of that natural process. I think anytime you're dealing with sort of a crisis situation, whether it's organizationally or, you know, a natural occurrence such as, you know, the pandemic, I think a lot of companies are being forced to reassess where are we, do we have the people in the right seats, you know, taking hard, hard, hard looks, right, the right people in the right seats, you know, because when you have to think about, you know, when you're looking at the bottom line, and obviously, a huge part of your bottom line is your employees. Right. So how does that translate? You know, right. and I feel for a lot of these organizations out there that are having to take some, make some hard choices. But if, mm-hmm. again, I think this is an opportunity for them to reassess. And on a positive note, do the right thing. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody is in the right, right, right position, is there another position? You know, really assess right, that, that person and over. what they bring to the table. You know, yeah. turn it into a positive, an opportunity for maybe they need to be trained up, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. more and, and put into another area. doesn't mean they necessarily need to be, you know, furloughed uh, or, you know, maybe a temporary furlough. There's, there's different ways that you can handle this. Um, yeah. Vision you know, I think a lot are...
0: <laughs> we were very proactive with that. And basically, you know, we found people that have development skills. So we ended up right. sending them over to uh, our integration platform, Sopbox. Because in the region, you know, we have projects put on hold. You know, they right. weren't going to be able to work on anything. And it was like, do we furlough them or can we send them to something like Softbox? And now they're over at Softbox working on that stuff. I also think that with this happening, you know, people having fears about the economy. They also possibly, they were right-sizing the company. Because if you're looking, a company, let's just say they did $50 and in 2019 and they're like hey with our growth projections we might be able to hit 80 million this year now mm-hmm. once the the lockdown started happening it's like okay we're going to be another 50 million dollar a year company again we don't need this many accountants or this many recruiters right. and things like that right so i i think yeah. a lot of that has gone on as well too
1: yeah i would agree i would agree for yeah. sure so how you do know?
0: you how do you think the hiring landscape is now I would think because of the current situation that it's actually favorable to employers, whereas a few months ago, it was more favorable to the to the, to the employees. I think the tables have turned a little bit. Yes, a they little bit of a shift. deals and superstars.
1: Yes, definitely. I mean, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people that I'm reconnecting with, I've taken this time just to kind of reach out and, and reconnect with people in my network checking in, how are you doing, how can I support you, uh-huh. who can I introduce you to, and what I'm seeing is, you know, yes, a lot of people have been furred off, furloughed yeah. or laid off, and, um, you know, there, it's, it's, especially from what I do, which is executive search, director right. level and above, you know, companies just are not really hiring those people right now. Oh, really? What we're seeing is more, you know, especially in technology, engineers, DevOps, architects, business analysts again I think because organizations are going okay we need to assess we need to figure out where we are we need to do kind of an audit if you will yeah Um, and then if you think about you know telecom you know, some of these there are industries that are hiring in spite yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah, that was my uh, next question. obviously. <laughs> Zoom. Yep. Zoom is a big one. Everybody's using Zoom yes, now. Yes. You know, so <laughs> Slack. I mean, I think there've been hundreds mm-hmm. of open positions, you know, recently on, on both with both of those organizations. Pharmacies, um, right. again, telecom, tech support, if you think about it, people are having to work from home.
0: Right. You know.
1: And so now <laughs> because the call centers and operation centers are shut down they need agents to man those phones because right. guess what? Customer, There's still going to be customer service issues. There's right. still going to be technical support issues. That's not going to go away. In fact, it's probably increased. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are organizations. And and you know what? I mean, maybe this is the time to step down a little bit. Maybe it's the right. time to just say, okay, this is the way to get my foot in the door of a great company and work your way back up. I tell people, look, take a step back, figure out how can I reinvent myself, Right. you know, what it, what and everybody i think is great in multiple areas and some of it is just really going okay what am i really good at besides what i've been doing
0: right, for the right, last right.
1: five to seven mm-hmm. years you know take this time to reinvent yourself and so i really have to try to have those conversations and help them have some of those light bulb moments
0: yeah and figure yeah. out
1: you know remind them what they're good at mm. you know kind of take a step back and well, look this is what you did you know starting out in your career How can you maybe train up a little bit, take this time to do some additional training, take some classes to help, you know, go towards reinventing yourself?
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's really good info that you're, you're giving there, Faith. So I guess work from home, that's a a topic you just Mm -hmm. addressed, you know, how should employees and employers address work from home environments? I mean... Is there risk of employers hiring people that they're not able to ramp up as successfully as before? Because I mean, even in our business, yes, we Vision 33 is a model for success working remotely, 100%. But right. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, some of the employees miss like those water cooler moments where they're able to build the relationships with sure. their coworkers, I mean, do you think that's going to have an impact on companies going in the future with this? How do you, companies address it, or employees address it? I mean, if you're brand new, it's hard to build a relationship with your you know all your coworkers if uh, it's only through like Slack or, or Microsoft Teams or something like that?
1: Yes, no, I agree. I agree. Um, and to your question, yes, there's always going to be some risk, but there's risk with any higher. Yeah I think. You know, um, to your point and going back to that question, if you hire the right person and if you take the time to really get to know that person, um, I think you're going to understand. You know, if they're a great hire, the work integrity is going to be there, the discipline, the motivation. I also think in managing these remote teams, yeah, you've got to have the right managers in place. Right. You know, like you were talking about working with your team, someone that really, really wants to take the time to get to know each of their team members, their weaknesses, their strengths. They can tell if they're having an off day. I mean, I've worked remotely on and off since 2009. I managed a team of recruiters. Every day we had a Mm check-in. Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, you know, just it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out conversation. Hey, how's it going? How are you feeling? You know, Discuss personal because if you if you know them, you can be comfortable discussing their personal life, and they will share with you and guess what we so much of our life is our career
0: yeah, yeah, right exactly you
1: can't ignore that, so as a manager, you've got to know your team, and you've got mm-hmm. to know, hey, you know what you know Susie's having an off day today. Let me just take a few minutes, check in, figure out how I can support her, get her back on track, you mm-hmm. know maybe she needs to take some time off. But just really be, the, just that engagement. And I think, and, you know, unfortunately, managers, sometimes they, you know, it's great that you, you know, become a manager that you've, you know, accomplished and, you know, you've proven yourself. But I think managers sometimes are promoted just because they've done well and not because they're true management material. Right. And so, you know, it, it's it's a little sticky. Can they be trained up? Yes. But I think... True managers. If you're going to manage a yep. remote team, you've got to take the time to know your team. Yeah, oh, yeah. And oh. so, to your point, with with technology and with having a great manager in place, knowing your team yep. and you know, um, giving them those tools, maybe creating you know like a, a Zoom party or just you know some sort of incentive to to bring them together. I think there are ways. Working remotely, that you can still have fun. Yep. you know, we've get to know doing each that other. About
0: too. Yeah, that vision. Yeah, we, we've been doing that. Uh, we've always done it, but we've really ramped it up now that right. uh, everybody globally for Vision is work from home um i brought a uh some box wine to the last one did not end well uh right (laughs) you know it replaced the uh the holiday party i guess you could say (laughs) you know do you think the work from home is going to be the future i mean is this the world that we're going to be heading into permanently or you think it might be a hybrid or back to normal
1: uh, great question. I think, I think it's going to be more of a hybrid. I think at the end of the day, you know, people need that human connection. Um, and you know, and, and when you work from home, you get it in other ways. You know, I have right. my boys at home, you know, I walk my, my dog in the neighborhood. I'm connecting with mm-hmm. my neighbors. Um, but I think it's going to be a hybrid. I think the positive that's going to come out of this is people are realizing hey, yes, we can work from home successfully. Yeah. It's happening. This is really happening. And guess what? Maybe we're actually more productive working from home. Yeah, you don't you have know, to drive four hours a day. The commute, the coffee yep. conversations that, you know, you just wasted a half hour or you, you missed, you know, being on that call, that important right. call, you're five minutes late. I mean, all right. these things can add up to, you know, not wasted time because, again, it's important, but just being more disciplined in our day, and it can, you know, working uh, smarter, not yeah, harder.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I think that plays into what I was going to comment as far as, you know, I've seen a lot of upticks as far as people that all, you know, it's an urgent question instead of waiting till 9am the next morning, it'll get right. answered at seven, eight o'clock. And they really don't you know, feel bad about it because it's like, hey, I'm saving, you know, two, three, four hours a day in commute that I'm using on other things. Yeah, yes. I could take five minutes to answer this email. So that way right. David can fix the challenge that he's facing. And sure. I, I think that's really cool because it is, you know, that, that that's really like a, a cooperation And the trust, I think it comes from both sides there, you know, the employer, employee, and just really having that foundation so that, you know, both sides come together mutually, and they're both working towards the the corporate goals.
1: Yes, Um, absolutely. You know, again, it goes back to hiring the right person. And also you know, culture. I mean, is this oh, person yeah. a great big. culture fit? Are they showing up every day because they want to contribute? They want to affect the bottom line. Do they love what they're doing? Do they love the organization they're working for? Yeah. Do they stand behind the product? I mean, you're going to notice pretty quickly if, if that's not the person, especially in a remote environment because you're depending on them to, to show up and to be disciplined and have that work ethic. Right, right, right. right.
0: Um, so I have one really fun last question for you. Okay. Can you please confirm that open offices totally stick?
1: <laughs> um. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I can. Is do
0: companies are companies still trending towards that fad, or has it fizzled out? Like only companies that move that way are probably still there.
1: Um. You know what? I, I think I've probably seen it more in startups because, and I think, uh, honestly, I think it's important to point out because in a startup, you know, especially, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's like building a house. I've always yeah. used that analogy. You've got to get the foundation right. Right. You've got to be a solid foundation. And when you're starting out as an organization, you've got to get the right people in place. Again, oh, yeah. culture, vision. Mm-hmm. Do you buy into what they're doing? Do you buy into, you know, their their vision? Their, uh, you know, does it align with who you are as a person? All these yep. things in creating that foundation. So I think a lot of these startups thought, well, you know what? Let's create this kind of second family. Mm-hmm. Which again, if you're truly dialed in to the company that you work for, yep. it is your second family. Think about how many oh, hours yeah. you. Spend every day going to work, showing up, and, you know, investing your time, energy, blood, sweat, Mm -hmm. tears, you know, brain power. (laughs) Um, It's your second family, and it should be. If you're going to be fulfilled in your role, you should look at it as your second family. That's why you can't just go out and sling resumes and, oh, I'm going to try for this and this and and see what sticks. You've got to be very intentional. Intentional is the word I use when I talk to my candidates about their job search you have to be Mm -hmm. very intentional your time is important okay yes you're laid off Mm -hmm. but you still have your time is still very valuable you could be spending it with your family so you know be intentional and really zero in on what that next ideal opportunity looks like and you're going to thank yourself you know you're going to thank yourself for it your employer's going to thank you because they're going to realize they made the right hire
0: yeah no that's excellent and Speaking of that, uh, I guess we're a true final statement here as we start to close out this uh this interview. I mean what what kind of you know last words of advice would you have for any employers and employees that are looking to hire somebody or job seek any any last final tidbits you'd want to add?
1: on the employer side, I think now, just really if you can help it. You know, try just reducing hours. Again, if you don't have to lay people off, I I think, you know, honestly, try really hard just to see if you can, you know, reduction of hours, temporary furlough. If you Mm -hmm. have to lay them off, you know, make sure it's temporary. Stay in touch with them. Oh, yeah. Stay connected with them. If Mm -hmm. they are an employee that you value and you have the slightest inkling that you might need to bring them back, stay in touch with them you know whether it's the hiring manager whether it's hr you know job sharing look at redeployment programs just mm-hmm. again you know take the time to maybe offer them training sometime something to keep them engaged right and right, add right. value you know as an employer we add value as an employee we add value that that should go both ways right yep. um on totally the employee agree. side yeah um i think on the employee side you know if you've been laid off i think try to stay in touch with your employer um let them know hey i'm here i'm available i'm i'm willing to you know train up for a different role i i'm open um you know mm-hmm. again i think just being open and these this is what i bring to the table let me help you i'm ready to go back to work you yeah. know so
0: Really That's it. great words of advice. You know, I really, I, I thought this was a pretty good discussion. Very informative. Yeah. We've crossed a lot of different uh, roads are in this discussion, covered a lot of topics. Um, I, pretty awesome. How do people get in touch with you? The YouTube people, yeah. they'll, see, they'll see it in the description. Uh, yeah. For our audio listeners that are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can find, yes. how can they yeah. reach out to you?
1: Great question. Thank you so much. Um, So you can find me on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. You know, if you're in the job search, it's an amazing platform, even as an employer, you know, you can find some really great candidates on LinkedIn. Um, So I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, You can Google AGS Advantage, my company name. Uh, It comes right up. Uh, You know, my, my contact information is there. My email address is very simple, faith at (laughs) (laughs) agsadvantage.com.
0: That's pretty easy, right?
1: (laughs) It is. It is. And you can, you know, you can rewind and (laughs) and write it down.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. So once again, thank you so much for being a guest here on Shark Bite. My pleasure. This has been an awesome interview. I'm sure a lot of people Employee, employer side, regardless what side of that divide they're on, there's a lot of good info here for everybody. So, well, thank, thank you, you guys. So
1: much. I appreciate the opportunity, David, and yeah. uh, we'll stay in touch. Yep, Congratulations gradually. again on your success.
0: Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. Bye bye. Thank
1: you. Bye bye.
0: Wow. You know, that really was a good conversation. We got a ton of golden nuggets in there. First, I really need to ask everybody that's out there listening please, please hit that subscribe button and give the video a thumbs up. Whether you're on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, subscribe so that you can see all the brand new episodes of Shark Bite Biz once they drop. Now, let's pivot back to the discussion we're having. Unfortunately, For employees right now, employers hold the key. Supply and demand. The market has shifted from just a few months ago where employees were able to get inflated salaries and benefits. Well, let me take that back. Maybe not inflated. They were getting paid what they are worth in that economy. But things have changed. That means that there's going to be lower salaries, less benefits, etc. They are scaling back these things mostly because the revenue for the companies also weren't what it was just a few months ago. It's all shrunk. For employees, though, this is a really good time to brush up your skills, your resumes, and all that other good stuff. There's a ton of services out there like Coursera, even Code Academy, to help you get more skills so that way you have more value. Or employee on the employer side this is, is maybe an optimal scenario okay we have to be a little bit of fair here especially considering how tough things were uh, for employers just a few months ago to hire people you were able to cut employees that were minimalist or dead weight under the guise of a global pandemic yes okay Cutting those employees may have been valid due to a lack of revenue, but you've got to admit it allowed your business to reset, uh, get rid of some of the talent that you may not have been thrilled about, save the money because of the loss of revenue that you're experiencing. And right now, you're really able to reset your staff. You can get a much better deal on the talent that just a few months ago wasn't even possible. So I really hope you found this conversation and this video valuable. I I really hope that you got some good nuggets out of it that you found the discussion interesting. So let me ask you, what do you think of the current employment market? Do you see it as grim and this is going to be long-term? Or is this just going to be a short blip over the next few months? If you're on YouTube, please leave a comment down below. Give us your opinion. If you're not on YouTube, shoot us an email. Or as I mentioned, shoot us a tweet on Twitter to either myself or the Shark Biz channel. We would love to hear your comments. One other thing. You want to be a guest on a show? Do you have a good business story to tell about how your business had to pivot during quarantine? If so, shoot me an email, david at sharkbitebiz.com. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Really happy and excited to have you all here. And we'll see you on Monday with episode five. As always, I have something really special planned for you all. And we'll see you then. Take care. Bye-bye.